0: Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right. We're back. <laughs> Final hour here at the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns you off today recovering from his kid's wedding. His son, Jake, got married, so... Congratulations to the Burns family. Uh, him and Carissa just did a great job. It was an outstanding wedding. I mean, it really was a beautiful wedding. Church ceremony was amazing, and the reception. They had a beautiful day on Saturday. Uh, so it was a fun time. I was real happy to me and Chelsea got to be a part of that wedding and you know, be there and celebrate with uh, Dave Burns and his whole family. So we were excited to be a part of it. I'm looking forward to getting him back tomorrow. He's been off for a few days, but uh, what, a, what a great way to celebrate. You know, the kids start to grow up. They get older. Yeah. They get careers. And Little Jake. Mary and family, little, little, little Jake. yeah, the
1: gunfighter. I told him he was a gunfighter at Diamondback oh. Baseball Camp. We shot a story on it at Fox Sports Arizona on the young Diamondback. And there's Jake Burns making diving catch. They still probably have the VHS tapes, huh, huh. But like we called him the gunfighter, and now the gunfighter's yeah. married. So congratulations. My kids,
0: I remember my daughter Kaylee being on Kids in Sports. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The
1: Kids in Sports <laughs> show. You know, and she's a soccer player.
0: They brought her on. Like, you know, talk about, like, the, uh, you know, Olympic development program she was in or something like that they had her in to talk about it so yeah and you do a great job so let's plug let's plug, let's thank do this let's plug your saturday show well thank you people so much. that love high school sports you are there every saturday talking high school
1: sports well this is the, that's the fuel that fuels my life i, I work at honor health foundation great hospital health care system three hospitals in scottsdale three in phoenix great wonderful people who allow me to come and sit in with you this afternoon so i have to thank them and then, of course every saturday you can hear me I, I just ride your coattails all week long uh we've got our saturday show from 9 to 11 az preps live which just pro Files and celebrates Arizona high school stories. You know, I've been, been covering high schools in Arizona forty three years, like forty three years, man. And um, and so it, it's what I love. And you and I grew up. There was the newspaper on Saturday morning. You get up and read the the high school scores. And now, uh, hopefully people are dialing in on Saturday morning. Oh, I, I think go. I got I got to cover Q here in a few years. It was a shortstop at Desert Vista, center field. He's an outfielder okay. right now. So he's an outfielder right it's now Campbell's for one now. So
0: Going to Houston this weekend for a baseball tournament. Yeah. So. Uh, um, loves the game of baseball. Line, line drive it. hitter,
1: Five-tool. Yeah,
0: but he's much Speed. better defensive player okay. than his offense is still a work in progress, as as many kids, but um, <laughs> but his
1: defense is just, you know, sensational. He's no, a thank great offensive player. Thank you for allowing me to share the, the time with you. Absolutely. Also, you yeah. know, I, I saluted you earlier to start the show. That there's nobody who has grinded and worked harder than you have to continue to grow your brand, but also the fact that you back it up with the great stories, the information, uh, the, the credibility, and they're not. There's nobody else who's doing a Gamble and I. That you and I, we went toe to toe. To- we were competing back in the '90s. You know, I was the big t- TV guy, and and Gamble this young turk. And boy, you we grinded. But you know, I'd, I'd call guys, and say, "Hey, can you give me the scoop?" The yeah, Gamble already called me. So <laughs> that's the yeah, thanks. You know, uh, he already bro- he already broke it earlier today, McCabe. Call me, uh, but thank oh, you man. for allowing me to share and to see you too. Um, you know, the, you're the one guy from New York who's been here 30 years, and your accents to gotten worse. <laughs> but, but the fact that you've you I made have this your a quarter
0: home. water for some water for my daughter, you, yeah. you made
1: this your home, and you and Chelsea and your daughters and your family, and I just I love that because I love the people who you know they come out here and they make this their home, and and uh, you made it a you know you're one of the fi- the fiber and fabric that makes Arizona sports uh, go. Thank so you, I dig man. it, I dig it, man. Thank
0: you, thank you. Yeah, I'm winding down my career now. Ninety percent of my radio career is actually over, so that's kind of sad. Nah, but it's, he ain't uh, going
1: nowhere, anybody. Oh, he, I am, I am. I, am. I, am. I only got about real ninety back
0: in ninety percent of my my. Career. He's like done, Albert so. Pools. So a lot of uh, the
1: wave that big 10 year contract I'm, for Gamble. that's not happening. Manny Machado. Yeah, that's, that's what Gamble will be, but no, uh, it's been great. You do a great job. Well, let too. me ask you. Let me ask you. I want to
0: get the squeeze, squeeze this Cardinal stuff in. Yeah, yep, yep, Jalen Carter is not going to work out at the combine. Yeah. But, you know, it's the way of the world, man. These kids, is there's, there's nothing to gain. He's already going to be a top five pick, top three probably. There's nothing to gain and everything to lose. These kids that, that are. Now, if you could, you know, you talked about Adam Archuleta, worked himself up short. Sure, there's a lot to gain for the guys that right now are projected to be fourth-round picks, fifth-round picks, sixth-round picks, seventh-round picks, undrafted, even third-round picks. But a lot of those guys that are that are set to be first-round picks, especially the ones very at high at the top of the draft like Jalen Carter, they just don't think that there's anything to gain. He's going to have a pro day. He's going to have a pro day, but he is not going to participate in the combine outside of just some interviews.
1: Well, I wonder this, Gamble. should they Should the combine reinvent itself and not be for those guys who are Projected first or second day picks and just let them I mean these NFL scouts I think see, you
0: make it available for who wants to who wants to participate I think
1: given an opportunity to some guys to you know break the mold and come in there and do something special but those guys you know I get it I really get it but what if you go in there and you perform and you and, and you get hurt or you go in there and perform and, and you and, perform you don't run well or you don't measure up your small you, hands but I yeah. thought these guys have all that numbers, all that information on these guys already anymore every all that stuff's available but yeah I, I, I get it you know we're two old guys talking I'm one one really old guy and a and a young guy who's uh, but uh can you imagine Jalen
0: Carter you know working out and he runs, he runs that 40. He doesn't run it so well. Yeah. And all of a sudden, STEM Team is like, you know what? I mean, I watched this kid his whole career, and he had, I'm going say, 32 tackles, three sacks, seven tackles for a loss, two forced fumbles. I mean, he was incredible. But we're not going to draft him. Why? Because he ran a little bit slower than we thought he would. Like, yeah. Really? Like, that would happen? Know. Like, there is, look, there is risk. I get it. You might go, that with the pro day, you can really control the environment.
1: Metcalf, probably the greatest story, recent years, who went there, and went there and all of a sudden took his shirt off and ran off. D.K. Mecca. Yeah. Yeah. And ran a four, because you know what? Here is the thing: he was not that no. good in college, and he couldn't catch. He was not that good. He wasn't a great. They said, "Okay, well, he can run, but can he catch?" Yeah, they, he, he, they proved him. Because right. I remember reporting because a yeah. lot of
0: people were asking about him. I reported that Cardinals did not have any interest in him. Yeah, they did not, and they didn't. And, then and they obviously. took Andy <laughs> Isabella in the second round. They did not have any interest in him, and a lot of people asking me that. And a lot of times, like what you know, what I do now is I shoot down rumors. No, D'Angelo Russell is not yeah, coming yeah, you here. Mean, yes, yeah. No, the Suns are not trading for. Or you know, um, you know, the, one of the Toronto guys. They're not getting Fred Van Vliet. They're not getting OG Ananobi. That's what I do by doing my homework. Yes, I'm yes, able yes. to eliminate guys. I remember when I eliminated DK Metcalf from from consideration for the Cardinals. People were like, "Really? Why?" Because, and what I was told at the time was like, "He wasn't that good in college." No, no, he, wasn't. he was a combine guy. And, and, and you're always afraid of the combine guys that don't play. Now you like the combine guys that do well in college and then blow up at the combine, but you don't like the guys who don't do well in college and then blow up at the Combine.
1: I had lunch with one of those guys recently here who makes his home here in the Valley, a guy named Tony Mandarich, who blew up, blew up in the Combine. This was the day Tracted and age. by the Green Bay Packers. This was the day and age of steroids. And he yep. looked he looked like Tarzan and played like Jane. Because he... he, he you saying that? And you, say, you had lunch with him? the last lunch <laughs> you're having with them. Well, he knows it. And he <laughs> knows it. Uh, because he got an opportunity. Looked great. Looked unbelievable at the Combine. Did all the things necessary there. Then got to the NFL. And it was just okay. And they got hurt in the steroids. But, it, but again, you can look a certain way, and, and the guys can fall in love with you. And they did. And they did the right thing with D.K. Metcalf. But, um, I, you know, I, I guess I, I, I see these young kids' points, so maybe not playing in bowl games and maybe bypassing this and putting on their own pro day when you're in your own comfort. But then also, what about these quarterbacks? Oh, I'm not going to throw. I'm not, we, 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 it's why we're, that's why we're going to pay you $30 million. That's why we're signing you. That's why we're drafting you. Well, first you could also say, listen, I uh, – you could also say, listen, I threw enough in college. Did you not know, watch me my
0: whole career? Go look at the film. It's all right there. i right, we're going to talk a little Suns basketball right now. Does KD and Giannis wash themselves out? And uh, can this, uh, if, if the Suns get a rematch against Milwaukee in the NBA Finals, could it really come down to DeAndre Ayton? We'll talk about that next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: And Gambo afternoons two
0: till six on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Right, I'm watching this game yesterday. I'm sure we all did, right? Suns in Milwaukee, right? Just maybe the final game before Kevin Durant plays, <laughs> and yeah, you know, just so excited to watch that game and see if the Suns can win. Jay Crowder making his debut for the Milwaukee Bucks, Do we, like, down him? Two Do we like him? Do we? Come you know, on. I don't. I don't think you hate him. I don't think you hate. <laughs> we don't him. hate anybody, but he's the no, villain I mean, now. Listen. He, He's a villain. He could have. He could have. He could have bashed the sons on the way out, yeah, like guess, many yeah. do, yeah. and he didn't. Oh. He didn't.
1: No. It was. Now, it was a messy divorce. I, I, it was I a jumped. messy
0: divorce. But I listen. A lot of people wanted to know what happened. I reported what happened, and I'll actually. Yes, you did. No, you, I did report you did. what happened. There were two sides. There were. To yeah, the story. A lot of people didn't know what happened, but the reality was, Mon, Monty, Monty didn't like coaching him. Monty didn't want to coach him. Thought he was a thought he was a hard guy, and we just look at my timeline to see if I could find Your exactly handy
1: dandy notebook. You actually do have that. Yeah. But I, no, I, I, I jumped the shark on that, but I just thought well, you know, the, the Robert Orries who actually spent time here, is a big shot, Bob, who's you know, was was hated. I, Kobe back when he played. He was well, because Robert Ori right threw right a towel in Danny Ainge's face, too. But you know, here's Crowder who left and it was a divorce, and it was you know it was it was a holdout that could have made this team better all this year long yeah. and could have waited. But here I, it is, here it is. Let me say here's it
0: business. Nice to see Jay Crowder's saga finally over. I reported this on February 9th. Monty thought he was just too difficult to manage and did not want him on the team. He called him over the summer and told him Cam was starting. At that point, Jay said he would prefer either a contract extension or a trade. So... That was the report that I had on February 9th. Monty thought he was too difficult to manage and did not want him on the team. And yeah. that's the truth. And it makes sense. But, you know. Yeah. So Monty, Monty, and Monty, to, to be known to a lot of people in the organization, just called him on called him on his own over the summer and told him, you're not, you're not going to start. So I think Monty, Monty didn't like coaching him. So do I think, And but I, look, I think Jay could have taken um, a blowtorch to his son's organization and he didn't. Yeah. yeah so I don't think that you hate Jay Crowder. Now, okay. I don't, is he going to get the applause? Like, you know, like Dario would? Probably not. I mean, there's probably some that don't like Jay. Because in the end, he did sit out an entire season and didn't play. But I think it was basically a mu- real a real mutual decision.
1: Well, then maybe feed you, too. Because yesterday, all of a sudden, he's back. He's in on this big game theater game with a, no, no Kevin Durant and no Giannis. But there he is late in the game, hitting two big threes to big and then one defending three. Book. Book. And he, who knows how to defend Book better than a guy who's been in
0: that locker he room? He knows that Book likes to go to his right. Yeah. So he, he, you could see him. He turned, and he said, if you want to go somewhere, you're going left. Yeah. I'm not letting you go right, so I'm not going to face you. I'm going I'm to give you left. I, I'm not going to stand in front of you and let you go this way, and I'm going to chase you. I'm going to take that away. You want to go some, So Book goes left, and then they, they don't get the basket. And that, But he knows. He knows. I thought yesterday's game, and I kept thinking about this, no Giannis, no yep, KD. Yep. Now, I kind of think that maybe it's more of a wash if those guys come back. And you said maybe a, a slight edge for Giannis because of Giannis's, you know, Giannis has more
1: abilities than KD. Oh, and he's part of that offense. He's been there. He's been there. He's yeah, his defensive in presence. Fun, he can he play he's center. been part of that team he's got hasn't had to be integrated in this is going to oh. be yeah, this is going to be one of the greatest players being integrated in this offense so when you say it's a wash they're two on two of the best players yeah. on the planet um i just give uh Giannis a little bit of advantage because he's been there and part so of So if it. you look at the big okay if you take it to the big three you got drew holiday
0: chris middleton Giannis. yep you got kd booker and paul you got to think that it's pretty close between yeah, you got to think do. it's close right it's got to be close yeah I mean, even Jamal thinks it's close or (laughs) tacked. So then, take it a step further. There was such. DeAndre Ayton and Brooke Lopez played really well yesterday for their teams. Their numbers are very similar. Lopez had four blocks, DA had three. They each had like 20 something points and like, you know, 12 or 11, 12 rebounds. Like Lopez hit a big three pointer in the fourth quarter. He had a big basket from Middleton at the end. He had two block shots in the fourth quarter. You know, I look at that and I kind of think, man, I wonder if if a re- if they did get to a rematch with Milwaukee, could it really come down to which of those guys plays better, or is that not the case because Giannis is going
1: to play center? Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest thing. But uh, you you look at those big three though, and you look at the who's the point guard. Well, that's that's pretty irrelevant, uh, pretty obvious. You've got point guard. Drew, Drew Holiday was so good. Yesterday. He was so good, but, so good. But can the point guard be that in distrib- distributing the basketball and hit that? it's going to be jump. different
0: because Drew score.
1: Drew's going to score. Well, uh, okay. Drew's well, a, a scorer. I know he is, but that's going to be his role: slashing and scoring. Now you've got Middleton, who's just a He's missed a lot of games this year. Lot, well, so but, has so has. Booker, yeah, Ian Booker missed a has, lot of games. So. Chris
0: has only played in like 18 games, but
1: even yesterday he was pretty good. Yesterday, overall, but you know what he is, you know what role he has with that team, and then you know what Jonas's role is, and you know what Lopez is coming off the bench, and you know there's just uh, there's so many elements that are going to go into this that if they do in fact meet later on, I, I think we'll have a clearer picture. Yeah, could they be the difference? No, I, I, I don't think I don't think I need Aiton to do much now. Their pressure's off him. The pressure is now on Booker. And Durant, and how they handle who's going to take over late in games, and how are they going to work together? I really believe that because it's Booker's team, and Booker wants it, and Booker wanted it yesterday, and he nearly got it, nearly got it with the three, and then the the, the foul at the end, which would have been uh, that would is you know what our day would have been then today. But I also I, I think Ayton, he's kind of been an anomaly anyways. We've not re- ever really defined what he is, Gambo, and you know that you know we want him to be Amari Stoudemire, we want him to be Akeem Olajuwon. He is what he is. You know, he's a twenty and ten guy. If if I if now with, with now, he doesn't need to score that many, but if he can get me fourteen a game, yeah, then I
0: then I like that. Yeah, you just wonder like you look at that matchup, but it's so. I mean, that, that game yesterday it was such an evenly played game. It was, and then they made the plays at the end of the game. You know, Drew had the big play on Book at the end. Lopez had the big three. Jay Crowder hit the big two corner threes. But even with that, you know, the, you know Booker, and then the ball like you know the game may have come down to that the ball rolled off a. Terrence Ross's fingers instead of the one of the Milwaukee players and they, they reversed the call and they gave the ball back to Milwaukee. Yep. They hit a free throw. Now they're up three. And even then Booker gets off a three and gets fouled and you know, it didn't go in, so obviously, you know, but if it would have went anywhere, it had a chance to send the game over to them. It was a tremendously played game. It was a very well played game. It was a great Sunday afternoon,
1: yeah. what a playoff type basketball game is. But I. It was. I, to start matching them up right now without knowing what Durant's going to do, and we're going to see that this week. I, are you happy that they're doing it on the road as much as you'd like to see Durant at home? Are you happy that it's Charlotte? They can ease him in there. Then you've got Chicago. Then you've got another matinee game next Sunday against the Dallas Mavericks. Boy. There's and your, they just lost a
0: heartbeat breaker Yesterday to the Lakers, they were kicking the Lakers' ass all over the court, and they lost. Jason Kidd
1: said, "Our team's got to, our team's got to grow up." And that could be their first up. round matchup is Dallas. You've got the Clippers all of a sudden; they're healthy and playing, and the Suns don't match up well with them. The Clippers are a tough matchup. You're right.
0: You also look at the teams, like you know, if you know, I, I don't really believe in the Lakers overall, but there's just something about if Anthony Davis and LeBron play well. Could, yeah. I don't think the Lakers could beat the Suns four times in a seven game series, but could they win two? Maybe. Look, remember last time they played the Lakers, they. They, they lost two games to them in the playoffs. They were down two one in the series before coming back to win it. The year uh, they went to the NBA Finals, Golden State is still scary because of their championship pedigree. Um, you know, Denver's got the MVP. He's going to win his third MVP. That kid's playing out of his mind again. Well, his numbers yesterday were unreal. I don't know. I mean, I, I think the biggest threat is probably the Clippers. But you know, last you got to be careful what you wish for. Last year we wished for the Mavericks in the second round, and the Mavericks beat them.
1: Yeah. So and, be careful what Orleans, you wish for. And you had trouble with New Orleans as well. I, I worry that. Too though that with with Aiton as you said with Giannis, I, he struggles with Giannis. He also str- struggles with Jokic. They're just their bodies that they, that don't match up well for him. So I don't know. I don't know what then is it Tory Craig coming in? You know, is it Jock Landell? How do you work that rotation? I that's the thing that I want to see. Is a Kogi in the starting lineup? I want to see what that rotation is and what they're going to. Because I, I really believe they have. You know, you got T.J. Warren. He can't sniff. He can't play. He can't sniff. He, he can't no. sniff the floor. Basley hasn't got in the game. Somebody asked. Me
0: about that. I'm like, look, the reason why is because they, you know, they they, they they trusted the guys on the court more. And <laughs> Terrence Ross, obviously, they trust the Koji and Landale. They trust those guys more. Damian Lee, Sabin Lee, Terrence Ross. You know, to get him to come, you got to come of promise a certain amount of play-in time. That's how buyout guys work. No buyout guys. I want to come play for you guys, but I don't know if I'm going to sit the back. You got to like tell Terrence. Yeah, yeah. Terrence Ross wants to know, am I going to play? Because if not, I'm going to go game. somewhere else. You get Twelve minutes. A game. I got to get a certain amount of minutes or I'm not playing here. Yeah. And so you almost have to promise, and that's what the buyout deals are. Buyout deals are all promises. You've got to promise a guy that he's going to get a certain amount of minutes, and then
1: he'll come to you. If not, he's going to go somewhere else. I think you said a great thing there though when you said trust, because I, a guy may be a better player, and I've seen that, where guys are better players. Why isn't he playing? Because he trusts this guy. Because Monty trusts this guy into these circumstances, and that's, that's, that's in any game, any league. You see star-wide receivers. Why is he sitting on the bench? Because I trust this guy. He's going to run the premium route. So, it's going. To, I, I, just, I love where we are in sports right now, Gamble I love this next 20 games for the Suns. How much fun that's going to be. The draft preview. I mean, this is just so many great things that are going on. Now ASU, Yeah. what's up with I mean, this. they used to laugh at us on weekend sports. they go, hey, busy day in sports. i go, every weekend is. <laughs> <laughs> every weekend. Yeah. Well, they
0: trusted Des Cambridge yesterday, and he, uh, this weekend on Saturday, came up with a big shot against ASU. Does that get Bobby Hurley off the hot seat? We'll talk about that next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader And Gambo afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Right, five thirty on a Monday. Kevin McCabe. That's right, Kevin McCabe. A blast from the past for a lot of you. But he's been around uh, doing our high school show. What's it called again? It's called uh, the Premier High School Sports. The premier show High School and Sports. All, Nine AZ, to eleven.
1: AZ Preps. Live. AZ Preps Live. <laughs> Nine to eleven every uh, Saturday. You came by a few years ago, hung out. With the I did. Chick-fil-A. You were at Chick Fil A? Yeah, at yeah, Chick Fil A. A lot of fun. Yeah, came fun.
0: by to support you and doing covering all the high school sports. But uh, longtime television guy here at Fox TV and uh, Fox Sports, and then Fox Sports Arizona yeah. for a long time, and then you stopped doing that about fifteen years ago, and we.
1: We, we dusted you off and we brought you back today. I think you just got to the list and you start kept crossing off names. And they go, Oh, what a. Uh, okay. oh, I'm listen, I'm, you're not going to believe this, but JD I'm JD Hayworth's you go, still on there, you probably. Go,
0: you, go, <laughs> you go ask my boss. I said, You know, we could do a show. <laughs> Kevin McCabe could do a show. He goes, That guy could do a show. I'm like, Yeah, he could. I uh, think he could do, still do a show. This has
1: been fun. This has really been enlightening. I, uh, you know, I mean, you do it every day for four hours. Four hours, yeah. And so they, Sometimes you know, four and a half. Oh, and. Uh, Bonus Burns and Gambo. You, know, I, I, you know, I used to do three minute nightly sportscasts. That was fine and then well i don't but, know
0: do you remember the the gambo ranch
1: on fox sports arizona yeah oh, yeah 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 i mean that was
0: blast i'd we, come yeah. in and yell for like three minutes about everything that was going on in sports <laughs> and you guys paid me for
1: it oh yeah it was great you know but yeah that's part of your whole mo is you've come in here to arizona established yourself you went out and grinded made all the you know made the stories happen made, you know followed up got the resources and uh and it's paid off now that's and that's why, why, that's why you here. do what you do i, I have know. loved it here i really have. I went back children to the, here. Back to the archives, February eighth, and Monty. You, get the, you know that nobody's getting that. B writers aren't getting this stuff, and Gambo's get this stuff. But by the way, it's called uh, Burns and Gambo. Really,
0: some of them do a really good job, but we always try to make sure that we get as much information. You know, this show is this show is is geared a lot towards you know getting inside information and letting the listeners have a, have a, you know, a feel for what's really going on behind the scenes. It's
1: Burns and Gambo. So we're yeah. not, is it McCabe and Gambo then? Because That's what are, it is. Yeah. Okay. We're just gonna call it the Kevin McCabe Show. <laughs> With John Gambadoro, no, this is I. I, yeah.
0: I love it. I love it. It's been a what a blast. You know, we talked about this earlier. I want to hit on it again. That win over Arizona. I'm not a big believer in you know one game should determine whether a guy keeps his job or not. I said this at the end with Cliff. Uh, you know, Michael knew like you knew at some point in the season you knew you didn't need one game to determine whether Cliff was going to be the coach or not. You knew that this team was not going in the right direction. You had to fire Cliff Kingsbury even with four years left on his contract at about seven and a half million dollars a year. There wasn't one. One game where you said that's the game where I decided. No, it's just it's the a, a, accumulation, the body of work, body of work. Yeah. And I think the body of work for Bobby Hurley, you know, I I don't think that I think Arizona State would have a really hard time finding a better coach than Bobby Hurley. Now I'm, you know, I'm all for trying. If they miss the NCAA tournament, if they fail in these two games, and they they don't do anything in the Pac-12 tournament, I mean, I understand if you feel like, hey, we got to do better because four years in a row not getting to the NCAA tournament. I mean, honestly, it's it's not good enough, but I just have a hard time believing that this program can find a better coach than Bobby Hurley.
1: Well, and you got to look at this, too. A couple of those years were the COVID years, and every coach is dealing with that, yeah. and then, which was just a mess. Then all of a sudden, you introduced the transfer portal, and that thing is just driven, and then you've got the NIL. So that's what Bobby Hurley's dealing with, and I give him unbelievable credit, because I looked at this team at the start of the year, and they had four new starters. They had two kids coming in, the 5th year seniors, and I go... First off, why you got to you got to create a whole new atmosphere and chemistry among these guys, and they bonded well. So I give them a ton of credit for that. Yeah, but that's the new way of the world. I, well, I know the that transfer portal is just the way things are going.
0: Kid shows up, you recruit. It's not as much about the kids you recruit anymore. It's about the kids you bring in for the transfer. Absolutely. First of all, you bring an experienced kids in, and you know. Second of all, there are kids that you know they don't like their situation. They don't want to. They're not happy where they're I at. want to play. I want to play. I mean, look at the kid that R- Remy Martin. that went to Kansas and won a championship. Absolutely, absolutely. want won a he won a
1: championship. So you have that, and Bobby Hurley's dealt with that. Now, I'll, I'll like I always. This is one of my things, one of my pet peeves in radio. When people say, "I got to be honest with you," I said, "Wait for the other three and a half hours. You haven't been yeah, honest with yeah. it." Yeah. Listen, I, I'm not a fan of Bobby Hurley's antics and coaching on the sidelines. In the way he loses his temper too much. I think he has so much credibility as one of the greatest point guards maybe ever in college. Basketball, I think he's a great tactician. I think he's great late in games. Uh, Doug Tamro, the sports information director, sent me. I mean, there's his record in seven, in six points or less, they win those games. So he does that. So I don't like the antics, but that take that away from the, the fact that the guy is. Can you do? Can you do better? Can you go get a young Turk that's going to? No, you got Arizona State basketball, and they are competitive. They're knocking on the door of being in the, in the NCAA tournament, and if they win one of these two games. And play well. I, I I keep saying this too in the Pac-12 tournament, they can't go in there and get beat by twenty-five. They can't because then they, they, they forget about anything they've done here. Yeah, they can't lose to an inferior team. No. I mean, if they if they, you know they could end up top four in this
0: uh, tournament, maybe get a bye. But they need to. They probably. I, I think it depends on these other two. The the U of A win does a lot for them. It does a lot for them. sure does. Now, does that hurt U of A? It hurts U of A a little bit because now if U of A loses one more game, they may get knocked out of a two-seed. U of A was sitting pretty for a two-seed. And now, you know, now they've probably got to win both games to make sure they get the two-seed in California. That would mean beating UCLA a second time. If they lose to UCLA a second time, then UCLA is going to have a higher seed. UCLA still may end up with a one-seed, believe it or not. They just don't have the losses. Arizona has better wins than UCLA, but they have worse losses than UCLA. Yeah, That's Arizona's problem. They lost to Washington State. They lost to Stanford. They lost to ASU. They lost to teams that are not in the tournament or on the bubble.
1: Like Those are not good losses. That's been one of my biggest concerns about University of Arizona basketball this year is playing to the level of the competition and getting up for big games and not games. I, I really, I like you. On Friday, I thought, and I, I, I think Vegas had the game, I like got a 12 and a half point spread, and I figured they're going to win by 18. And many times during that game, I thought, okay, here they go. When do they go on the 15-2 McHale run and give ASU a ton of credit? They were desperate. They were playing for their well, lives. And they hit some big shots. Listen, they did not hit the threes in that first contest when they played. They were awful in that first time they played from hitting from beyond the arc. They hit those big shots. And they got the confidence and they and, and, and it took a, a, a throw-in to beat the U of A. It took a throw-in from 60 feet out. Now, Des Cambridge will say, I practice that all the time. We, we put money who put donuts on that? No, college kids don't eat donuts too late. Like. We put we put Dutch bros on this, you know. And I'll get you Dutch bros with the guy who hits this shot. So they've all practiced that. They, they you know when that shot left his hands, he goes, That's got a chance. Right, right. Anyway, listen, would have went in.
0: But again, I fault U of A for the way they played that they shouldn't have done that. But now you're looking at a USC, you're looking at a UCLA, split. Just split. It's probably easy to beat USC, but USC's desperate too. They're trying to get into the NCAA tournament. Look, the winner of that game, and to be all honest the winner of that game may be the team that comes. Both, USC and ASU I think they're both fighting um, so if, you, if if ASU beats USC really helps them and hurts USC USC wins it helps them and it hurts ASU so that's a big game like that's a really big game UCLA's tough like they they're, they're playing for a one seed so they're not gonna let up they have a chance at a number one seed you're gonna get their best effort they, you know so that that'll be a hard game I would not expect that they could beat UCLA
1: but they are playing with a lot of confidence right now so maybe they could be USC it's gonna be tough. And this is why they, you know we're, we're knocking on the door of March, why they call it March Madness. But I also, you know, I, I wonder about this ASU team. If if they get to a play-in game, is that still a success? Is that still a success when they're in a play-in game? And you know, they, it's so hard to judge success for
0: ASU because we don't look at it the way you look at it. Like for U of A, you know, success is different. I mean, they've got a you know, they need to get to the tournament and, and advance. You know, get to the Sweet 16, get to the Elite 8. That's the expectations for that program. For ASU, I do think just... Getting to the NCAA tournament is a win for them, you know. I wish that they I wish you expected more, but we don't. We don't expect more from them.
1: We did though early in the year. I mean, this team was you know twelve and one at one point. At one yeah. point, they did. Yeah, and we expected I, I, they were. We thought that they were a lock for the NCAA yes, tournament. and but just as Pac twelve play started, they lost some games they shouldn't have lost. And that that throws another wrench into it. Is where the Pac twelve is going? Do they wind up in the Big Twelve? Do they start playing the Kansas and TCU's and Baylor's? Um, I mean, that gives them the opportunity at that level, but. I, I don't know, uh, gamble. I think it has to break up. I'd be shocked if they could keep this thing. together. No, it's, it's, I think it's headed that way. I think I'd be sa- shocked. I, I think San Diego State's already in place to join a Pac-12 conference. I think they're ready to go. Yeah, but, I, but what conference are they joining? I mean, that's, that's what I mean. I mean,
0: you join if, if Oregon and Washington are going to be looking to get out. Yeah, yeah. You know, if the four corner schools are going to be looking, if they get an invitation from the, there's no money to be. There's no money right now being offered to the Pac-12 network. To the Pac-12 for their rights. Yeah, like, it's not the money that that Kliopcorp Thought they were going to get. No, well, I'm still you not. Just talked to you just talked about it. But Sports is are we starting to bleed money. Are we starting to get to the point where certain sports, the money is just not there for certain sports?
1: And I think it's going to be the haves and have-nots. The SEC, the Big Ten, it's got to we'll be Big, there for them. Big 12 will get a lot of slice of that pie, and then you either join them or you're out. You're in the border conference with San Diego State, New Mexico. Um, but then I always wonder: how does a team like Vanderbilt get to piggyback
0: over that? <laughs> like, you don't win at anything, right? I mean, Vanderbilt. I mean, I don't Another they win the speech sports. and
1: debate every year. They got a great uh, baseball team. No, oh, they do have a good baseball, good team. baseball team, and, yeah. and and basketball. The you know they've run, they've run they've had some players. Saban Lee came out of there, so we'll give him <laughs> some love. But yeah, no, I it's it's you're part of, you're part of that uh, that that package. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all these sports, with the NIL, with what's happening with Valley sports, and if they can afford. You know, if they start missing payments, when networks start missing payments, and then teams can't make their payroll, or schools start losing and cut money, oh, then all is going to change, Gamble And gambling, I thought, could save a lot of this, but I'm not sure that sports gambling is, it, it, you know, that's not the end all. Yeah.
0: Alright, we had a lot of baseball talk on the program today. Christian Walker joined us and Jordan Lawler joined us. Uh, we had a bunch of uh, baseball talk uh, right here on the station. I we'll fell be back. in love with those guys. I, yeah, I it was do great. love those guys. It was great. And Joe Mantiply joined us as well. Great and We're going to be back here tomorrow. Me and Birdsey will be back here tomorrow uh, to talk some more baseball Diamondbacks won on a walk-off today. Spring training, real exciting. We'll talk a little baseball and wrap things up right here next on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Arizona Sports, the
0: local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? All right, welcome back to the show. Kevin McCabe fill it in for Burnsy today. Out here at the Salt River Fields, D-backs. Took one from the Cubs today in spring training. Always a great atmosphere, spring training. Love it. Uh, love being down here at the ballpark. And uh, had a bunch of D-backs on the show. What's on tonight? We don't have the Suns. What do we got, Mitch? I haven't even looked at the schedule today, so there I don't know what's the on the second tonight. of these Diamondbacks games. They're having a scrimmage against West Virginia coming up at 640 tonight. Oh, I, I bet you that's set up by the owner, Ken Kendrick, who went to West Virginia. So he probably has that set up. I don't think many of of the main players are going to play in that. But that's, Kevin McCabe was asking me, like, why are these players out here right now? Because there's another game.
1: West Virginia scrimmage against a mama, take me home. That's Go right. The West so Virginia, a little they're John starting, starting quarterback from Hamilton High School, the, your wife's arch rival, Nico Marquinhos. Oh, yeah, we don't talk Hamilton in my house. <laughs> there's a hatred for anything Hamilton.
0: Hamilton's evil, no uh, good. Well, how, how crazy is this? Do you know that my wife was, uh, Sean Aguano was one of her teachers. <laughs> I was one of her teachers, and yes, I know
1: my wife's young. But you know, she th- was in. She, the, Sean was a t- was my wife's teacher. Well, I, I broke the news to you earlier today on this show that you know I've lived here sixty one years. I was born in Brooklyn. My wife went to Chandler High School. No way. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we so two New York, two New Yorkers married Chandler, Chandler High, Chandler High girls. girls. Yeah, the homecoming queen, 1980s. The s. I don't is like, my wife hates New Yorkers. <laughs> she hates the the accent.
0: She she doesn't really even like Italians, you know. So I don't know why
1: you know, I don't know why she married me. She doesn't really like Italians, and I'm the one New Yorker who rooted for the Red Sox because R- oh Rico Petroselli was Petrucelli from Brooklyn, third baseman. He was from Brooklyn, of course, so Rico Petroselli. You know, we got to cheer for our boys from
0: Brooklyn. Yeah, no, we uh, we despise Hamilton. I know. To do it. I know. That's great. She, anytime she has to pass it, she'll hold her nose and she'll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Sean Iguana was her. Uh, I forgot what what class it was, but he he was her teacher. That's pretty good. I love what Yeah, I said. And then she did like the she she was like the. Manager, one of the managers, one year for like the football team, like one of the so female she could managers. she could come
1: on my show then on Easy Preps Live. She talked Chandler High Sports yes, <laughs> back. They went to, mm. <laughs> hey, um, uh, I love what I'm seeing at ASU football. By the way, I love all these cats are dying. Penny in Dillingham there. has
0: done a really good job, and, and Penny Dillingham has done a tremendous job. ASU is, you know, I think they're on the fast track. I don't think it's a slow track. I think they're on the fast track to getting this thing turned around. You know, the the, the he's just, you know, he's hitting that portal really well this year because this is the one year where he gets a little. Again, to kind of axe out as many players as he wants and bring in as his, his many, but then it's also going to be about recruiting. This year is a lot about you know just getting the name out there and getting to the, hitting the portal
1: real well. But I think the recruit recruiting is going to be fantastic over these next couple of years for them. I just see so much passion within that program that I just didn't see that it was lost in the the troublesome that the things that they had going on with the investigation. And I think he just said, "Let's go!" and brought in some guys who bring great passion, love. Vince Amy coming home, Charlie Regal coming, Sean Aguano. Know there are guys who believe in these kids, and and that and listen, it's college football. That's where now you want talent, and but they're getting those kids. They're getting those kids. So I'm excited about that. And then obviously this on the heels of what we saw with ASU beating U of A. There's some there's some fever over there. Some forks up, and this Look, is tough for me to say. This I got to go home tonight. i my wife I married a Wildcat, so they know that. Hey, but, but I paid
0: tuition for a
1: U of A. My <laughs> daughter got her doctorate <laughs> from U of A. But I I like seven years of school there. Like I had to pay. I paid for that. I I root. And I, I maybe I'm the weird cat from Arizona, but you know I went to NAU. We don't hurt anybody except we beat the U of A a couple of years ago in football, which, which was great. You know, let us have it once every 35 years. But uh, I don't. I root for. I grew up a Cush fan. I grew up, you know, junior all you Joseph Bagnell, Spaghetti Joe. I love Danny. White. I love ASU. I went out of you know, Tucson. I have this. I have this
0: odd thing. I root for ASU over U of A in football. Okay. I really do. I well, want a, I root for ASU over U of A in football, but I root for U of A over ASU in basketball. <laughs>
1: I don't know why. I, just, I don't know why. Because you are Gambo, and Gambo does what Gambo does. I, I just, you know what? And I'll tell you
0: what. When I got to this state, it was 97. All right. Right. Do you know what 97 was for UFA basketball? Uh, it was uh, uh, Simon Says Championship. It was Mike Bibby and Miles Simon, Simon Says and Championship. And Bennett, Bennett Davidson. And, like, to come here, and I was a college basketball fan. My favorite team was St. John's. Sure, they up. were.
1: My dad went to St.
0: John's. By St. The way. John's. Chris Mullen, Walter Berry, Mark Jackson, Bill Wennington. We had a great, they had a the great McGuire team. McGuire
1: brothers, Alan,
0: Dixie, McGuire. Yeah. So then, you know, I get here, <laughs> and, like, you know, my first 97, I'm new to Arizona, and then here's this college basketball team that's winning the NCAA championship beating three number one seeds.
1: Like, man, I was sold. So I was hooked. Like, that was great. That was so much excitement. I was so fun to see that. Well, the same, Gamble, because I was in Tucson 84-90. to 90. When they won 88, they went to the final four with Kerr, Elliott, Tolbert, and those guys, Just Kenny Lofton. I fell in love with these guys. Lute Olson. I mean, and you fall in love with people, and I think you know that. I fell in love with these three Diamondback players today. Never met them before in my life. I love their stories. But fell in love with Lute. I fell in love with Jerry Kendall, uh, Dick Tomey, just, just a wonderful man, teacher, your coach, and you've seen that now, and then he had Jerry Kindle, so I fell in love with those guys. And but I what a difference
0: them. interviewing Bill Frieder compared to Loot though, but, wasn't it? And But it I so love Freeds.
1: I loved him Freed too. was the best. I
0: still do. He was so much loot. Like, we've, we interviewed Loot. you know, when me and oh. was Gambo and Ash, we interviewed Loot and he was always oh, so calm, cool, collective, like everything. Spoke so well, <laughs> never got too high, never got too low. Never, like, You know, that was loot. Like, you come away with did. like, how was he? It was okay. Like, it was you know what, okay. like, again, and was always great. He was like, oh, my God, Freed said this. I can't believe Freed said that. Cambo, you got to plug my basketball cap with the Suns. <laughs> Cambo, I'm going to be out there in June 24th to the 31st, and my guys are going to be out there, and you can have the kids. Boys and girls are all welcome to play.
1: That was Freed's. I know. And those yeah. commercials they did were great. Uh, Lou it. we did an interview at the one time. He ate a bag of potato chips during the interview, and you never heard him crunch once. That's cool. That's I, mean, I don't know what yeah. – He's soaking them, and he's eating. And <laughs> but, you know, that's, I mean, that's the, and you've done it now since 97, the people that you've met along the way, and the friends. You talked about Kurt Schilling during a commercial break. You guys are still, the, the text, the numbers in your phone, huh. you know, I lost my phone last year, and I teased people, I said, I lost Barkley, I lost Steve Nash, Steve Kerr, and Gamble's, you now. I lose, so you're in that group, but now I'm getting them all, I got Gamble on speed dial once oh, again. Oh, you, your numbers don't get, don't you have like a cloud? Yeah, well, yeah. You look at, look at. Look at this. I have, I still you don't have, have a rule. cloud. I, I, I,
0: I have a cloud. I don't I know, know where it is or what it is, but I have a cloud. It's beautiful. So it gets, it's a blue sky today. I it don't it. Apparently, everything gets saved to the cloud. Yeah, yeah. So I
1: don't know how you lose your phone and then lose your contact. Uh, you look at this right here. You, you know, yeah. I'm still the guy getting, getting those kids off my
0: lawn. I mean, I'm so techno- uh, te- uh, challenged with technology oh, right now. Brutal. So it comes to a point where you're just like, I don't want like, Chelsea here.
1: No, no. What did you say you went to the restaurant? They have the little uh, code. So we were at the
0: barcode. It was a
1: barcode. Like, yeah. I don't do barcodes. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> just even know, during COVID, you went
0: to the hey, restaurants. You, uh, you, you want to request a song with the DJ. I go up, I tip them five bucks. I say, "Play the song for me." But no, they wanted to do a barcode. So I get so my, Chelsea did the barcode thing, and so the, the, the story was Dave Burns' his son got married. Jane right, got right. married on Saturday, and so at and some and point they're playing all the hits. They're playing so I, so Lua Lipa I, and Lizzo. They played all the old music. Play, oh, no, no, they okay. played all the seventies and eighties okay, music. Right. I mean, it was incredible. Like, they were playing like all the old. And we look around me at this table, and with the the owner of Sambaro and with Nick who, uh, from uh, um, uh, the Triple G show with Guy Fieri. And we're like, why are they playing all the music that's our age? And my wife's like, I hate this stuff. You know, the music was just old. And So I sent in a request, and I said, hey, the father of the groom, his favorite song is America. Ventura Highway, he loves it. About five minutes later, it's playing Ventura Highway, and I'm looking around the room and I catch Bernsey and he looks at me and he goes, so, "Really? Yeah, like really? really my really. kid's wedding. You got somehow you found a way for them to play America, at my kid's wedding."
1: I'm crushed, though. I'm crushed. I you know finally get asked mm-hmm. to do this show, finally get asked. I mean, I, you know, I you know, I'm waiting for do this show, and I find out as you know Burns's son is getting married, and I cover and no invite. It was based on how much of a
0: check you were going to write. I think. <laughs> I think it was really based on the gift. Too, the most, gift. Yeah, right. who's going to write the biggest checks? And I kind of went, Kato, pros and cons as to you know who's going to who's going to get invited based on Man. that. I don't know McCabe. I don't know. Hey, maybe. keep
1: up the great work with you. What you guys do in the afternoon, you keep me sane. Keep me still loving. Yes. keep me loving sports. Let's thank
0: your company one more time for letting you do Honor, the show health today.
1: foundation up here in Scottsdale. Right. Love them, great people. It's allowed me to come down here. Well, maybe we. I'll uh, talk to them see if they'll let me do it again. All
0: right, all right. Birdie's got some time off. He's going to hike the Grand Canyon in March. Maybe we'll get you back for another show. <laughs> How hike about sh- that? I, I've Hike in the Grand
1: Canyon. Have you hiked it? No, no. Have I you, don't. Did you Camelback? I, I mean, I do a little hiking, not a lot. No, no. Like, Piestawa. He likes to hike. I've never done any of them. All I'm, right. <laughs> All
0: right, well, we will be back tomorrow. Love you, We will you, be Gamble. down Good here stuff. at, I uh, appreciate it, that's Kevin McCabe, <laughs> longtime Valley television guy, and now on the radio with us, and
1: uh, let, me, let me plug your show one more A-Z time. Every Saturday. Saturday morning from 9 to, 9 to 11, we have a Polish professional football quarterback oh Pol- this Look past up. week from Notre Dame Prep, that's what, you know, we uh, we got February frenzy, high school basketball championships all week, and, and, and got one of the big, greatest freshmen in the country, a LeBron, in the girls' basketball playing, so. I love it. I love it. We want to thank all our guests today. The D-Backs are great to us. Joe Mantiply joined us. So
0: did Christian Walker and Jordan Lawler joined us as well. Elliot Friedman, SportsNet, talked a little coyote's hockey with us. That was really fantastic. We appreciate that as well. We will be back here tomorrow at Salt River Fields. Fernsey returns, two o'clock sharp, right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great night, everyone.